Hello, and thank you for joining Into the Woods with Evie and Dee. We are your hosts, Evie. And Dee. And again, thank you for joining us. Um, As we walked through our path in the woods, we saw some shadow figures and some things we couldn't identify. So it got us a little spooked and skittering out of the way. And now we want to talk about some creepy stuff tonight. So where do we begin? The other night... We decided we wanted to order Chinese and watch The Exorcist Believer. Now, I'm a fan of exorcism movies and all things creepy. So is Dee. She loves all things horror. And, you know, we hadn't watched it yet. So we settled down, turned off the lights, and started watching this movie. Now, I can't watch these movies by myself, okay? Stop being a scaredy cat. I am a scaredy cat. I can't help it. I love it, but I am absolutely terrified uh if i i can't watch it by myself i can't i've tried and i can't sleep i start seeing things i start hearing things everything is a demon in my opinion after watching scary stuff so we were watching this movie and somehow we both fall asleep i think i fell we were exhausted it was a long week definitely i think i fell asleep first you did you did. And then, what did you say to yourself? I looked over at you and I was like, well, if you're asleep, I'm going to freaking fall asleep. So I did. <laughs> so we did. We fell asleep. And um, I woke up before D, And I kind of looked over and I'm like, oh, crap, she's asleep. So with her being asleep, that means I'm alone. Okay? It doesn't matter if she's in the same room with me. But it just means now I'm by myself watching this scary movie. So... All in all, I think I fell asleep for about a half an hour, maybe like towards the middle, towards the end of the movie. And then when did you wake up? Oh, five minutes before it freaking ended. Before it ended. Okay. What happened? So I watched like the last maybe 20 minutes of the movie and the first 30 minutes and 30 minutes of the movie or something like that. So I missed all of the good parts. So mind you, after Dee leaves, I'm by myself in the house okay and scaredy cat me so i made her i poor thing i made her stay here later let's do some stuff help me you know straighten up the office straighten up the office a little bit and it's like 10 30 at night and i know she's tired and i'm like please just stay here so i can get my mind off of this movie and i don't know what you all thought if you've seen the movie but it really wasn't that scary it's just the idea of exorcisms in general and demonic entities and all that fun stuff. Everybody's creepy. It's just that. Like, it's the creep factor of it because they all look weird and walk all slow, kind of like zombies. So, yeah, I'm not okay with that. And their voices and the multiple voices at one time. So, Dee leaves and, you know, I'm taking care of the dogs, cleaning bird cages, you know, doing my normal thing. And I'm in the kitchen doing dishes, and I don't know, I hear a loud sound coming from the basement, the frickin' basement. And any listeners out there, I think I mentioned it, and if not, my boyfriend's son absolutely hates my basement. And the past couple of weeks, he has been, I see a shadow figure or somebody looking at me from the coal room i don't like your basement evie blah 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 i think it's a demon and i'm like will you knock it off because the more you talk about it the more you're welcoming them okay i'm like there's nothing in my house there's nothing in my basement now who am i trying to convince him or me you right And then I sat with Dee, and I was like, you know, when I was a kid, and I would see things or hear things, and nobody believed me, and I would get really upset that nobody believed me. And so I'm trying to give this kid the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, okay, should I believe him? Should I not? Let me stop. Let me stop thinking about it. But I'm in the kitchen, and I hear this loud sound from the basement. Now, we've had some crazy winds the past few days. So... I'm thinking, oh, maybe I didn't latch the back door well, and it's slamming. But that's how loud it was. And um, I had to muster up the energy and the confidence to go down to the basement. So what I do, I video chatted my boyfriend. And I'm like, you're coming down to the basement with me. (laughs) Because if I die, at least you'll get to see it happen. (laughs) And he's all like, oh, come on. 
you know, there's nothing down there. And I'm like, well, you'll find out. So I have the camera facing out, right, not on selfie mode, so that he can see around me and just in case he sees anything that I can't. And I said to him, if you scare me, I'm going to kill you. Don't do it. Okay, I'm already scared. I don't want to go out here. Of course, I didn't find anything out of place. I don't know what the sound was. I ran back up the basement step, shut up, shut the light off behind me, and carried on. And so I have cameras all around my house, too. So I finally, I'm like, I hang up with him. I'm like, I'm going to go get a shower. And then I'm crawling to bed because I'm tired and I'm scared at this point. So I get my shower and finally get into bed. And I hear that damn sound again. There was no way I was going back down to check. No way. So I'm checking all my cameras. I don't have a camera in my basement. Note to self, get one. But I did order one. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at the cameras. All the cats are fine. The dogs aren't barking. You know, nothing out of the ordinary. But I am freaking out. Freaking out. And so what do I do? What do I do, Deanna? What do I do? I start watching videos of the alien in Miami oh, right. for New Year's. What possessed me to do that? Okay, because that documentary was all about this something that happened at a Miami mall, Bayside Mall, I think it was, and that there was tall shadow, shadow figures, figure. you know, like 10 feet tall, and they were like, um, what was the explanation? They were like going in and out, yes, like yeah. they were losing frequency or something. You know, and I don't know if you all have heard like the of Project Bluebeam and all that kind of stuff, but the guy narrating this was about a forty minute clip and he was talking about demonic entities and how, you know, the veil is thinning and I'm covers up to my freaking chin in bed looking at this documentary. You're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I swear to God. On my phone. And finally, I had to stop the video at halfway through it. And I was like, let me stop. Let me stop watching this. Because then I started hearing all kinds of noises everywhere in my house. And I have cats. I have animals. I know that they're jumping off cat trees and, you know, they're night creatures, right? So I'm pretty sure it was all my cats. But the mind plays, plays tricks on you, mm -hmm. you know? And so I shut my phone off and I just put on Paramount and start watching my Go-to show to fall asleep. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> and I finally fell asleep. So, you know, I'm thinking, you know, what other experiences? I know we've talked about experiences that we've had mm -hmm. with, you know, supernatural right, or right. paranormal. But last time we, we talked about this, I mean, I really haven't anything. felt anything weird in my home for a long time. And I kind of want to blame my boyfriend's son for... <laughs> he opened up the door. Constantly talking about demons. He wants to experience sleep paralysis for some weird reason. He's so strange. Yeah. I want to know what sleep paralysis feels like. I want to know what sleep paralysis feels like. And I'm like, you need to stop, kid. Like, he's 10 years old, okay? How does he even know what sleep paralysis is? You know, everybody finds everything on the internet. internet. The internet these yeah. days. So... You know, and so then after this movie, after this experience, and I got up the following morning and it was business as usual, went to the basement, let the dogs out and nothing out of the ordinary. And I've been okay since, but then it got me thinking, you know, in the back of my mind, now it's, it's constantly there, right? Because now it's been stirred up again. Oh, what was that sound? Could it be a demon? You know, and so last night, I watched The Exorcist Believer again with my boyfriend because he hadn't seen it. And I was like, well, I fell asleep to like a half an hour of it or something. So I don't really understand what happened in the middle of the movie. So watching the movie, doesn't he fall asleep? <laughs> so now it's like I'm watching the movie by myself again. And I'm getting into it, right? And it, in my opinion, it really wasn't that scary. And... We make it scary, right, based off of our own experiences. And just our fear. Right, right. And, and our imaginations. We let our imaginations run wild. I had all the lights shut off, and there was a light on in the, you know, two rooms over in the bird room. I can see, like, a little, a little beam of light. And, of course, I can only see out of my right eye, okay? So 
I'm not even looking at the TV sometimes. I'm looking two rooms across from my family room to see if I can see any shadow figure walking across the room, you know, long arms, you know, fading in and out like a frequency, something, you know, and, and it's almost like I want to see it sometimes, right? So that it's justified. My fear is justified. Right, right. No, that makes sense. What other times can you think of for yourself, Dee, that you kind of feel like justifying a shadow figure or something? I, I always justify... Um, uh, um, I always justify anything that I see because um, I don't want to admit... Um, I don't want to admit anything is actually real. Um, it's just me. But, I mean, I really haven't experienced anything since... Jeez. Oh, um... Probably since the last time we spoke about it, which was what Halloween, and um, we ended up. I I think I've seen you know different shadows um, in the car at the house. Usually justify anything at the house because of the cats, and um, in the car it's usually oh it was just passing through you know a, a tree and you know a flash of of shadow came through the car, but. Other than that, I've been pretty good. Um, no, no craziness happening. So, how often do you experience it in the car? Not as often as I experience it at home. Um, yeah, and that's where I justify it's the cats. Always going to be the cats. Where do you, is it? Like a particular place in your home that's more kitchen. The kitchen. The kitchen. Huh. I would have thought your attic or your yeah. basement. No, no. Um, the basement, not really. I, I mean, I get creeped out just being down there, so it's not really shadow figures or anything, but the kitchen. And I think it's because I have windows coming in both sides, and if somebody is walking on my neighbor's porch, because they're relatively close to my house, um, you get that quick beam of light just quickly goes away, so it, it forms the shadow, and... Same with the other window, not necessarily my neighbors, but it's usually a tree blowing and you get the the branches. Have you ever experienced that and not known what the cause was? Ultimately, every time, because ultimately <laughs> I, I'm justifying that, oh, it's it's definitely this, it's and it could be something else, but, you know, I get it. Usually on the floor, because that's where the reflections are the most prominent. Oh, on the floor. On the floor. And I'm just, that's when I, of course, justify, oh, cat must have just skittered by. Totally didn't. They're all asleep in the, you know, living room hmm. or upstairs. But So, like, what you're experiencing the most at your house is almost like just another animal. That's what it feels like, yeah. That's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, not necessarily a like a human form, so mm -hmm. to speak. But well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's not terrible i guess i mean i'm i'm not scared of it. it just catches me off guard i think if anything i'm just like oh god what the hell was that do you and like do you have like that fear like that initial fear like what the hell was that yeah yeah i, I definitely am just like what yeah like what was that now and then i just kind of go with it and just like oh, i'm sure it was just a shadow from the you know from the neighbor the tree but you're not cat. a scaredy cat. I'm not. I'm not. <clears throat> I mean, I, I love horror movies. Absolutely. And uh, I would say exorcism movies probably scare me the most. and Or anything that's based on true stories. Even though it's probably not. Um, because it's like the whole reality of it. Like, oh my god, this somebody actually experienced this. It could have been me. And um, like favorite... My favorite, I would say, scary movie... The fourth kind. The fourth kind. That's that movie still, kind of messed me up. That I still screws it. me up, even though I know it's not real, even though it says it's real. Um, kind of like the Blair Witch when that first came out yeah. in nineteen ninety something. <laughs> but yeah, we were all scared of that. And um, but the fourth kind added that extra real footage element mm -hmm. that I think messed all viewers yeah. up. Right? Like, oh my God, is that really real? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and no. I think we all kind of knew that it wasn't. Right. But they played it off really well. Like, they even had a website mm -hmm. 
for Nome, Alaska yeah. and all of the disappearances and all that kind of stuff because you know damn well I looked it up. Yeah, they went all out. I'll give them that. But you know what? We all thought the same thing for Blair Witch. Like, oh my God, Josh, is he really gone? You know? Right. <laughs> we all know that scene. Poor Josh. Uh-huh. But, and then what was the other guy's name that was in the corner? Was it Matt? Matt? I think. I think so. And um, But we, I mean, as a teenager... That freaked me the hell out because it was like real footage, even though it was fake footage. Right. Well, I went to the theater to watch the Blair Witch Project, uh-huh. and I think it was a double feature. Okay? Oh, jeez. So I think it was Signs. Okay. And then the Blair Witch Project, if I'm not mistaken, it's, I could be wrong. Sounds about the right time timing wise. Let me tell you, when we got home, we didn't want to get out of the car. Yeah. Because we had to walk from the parking lot to the apartment, no. and it was this long path outside, or we could go through the bottom, through the basement, no, that's and okay. go up the elevator, and then get into the apartment. Yeah. So we wanted to do neither. Right. And we lived in East Orange, mm-hmm. New Jersey, in the ghetto. Mm-hmm. So there was also the random crackhead <laughs> looking <laughs> shit at you, <laughs> pounding on your windows for some money. <laughs> so it was like... Two o'clock in the morning by the time we made it home, and I really did not want to get out of the car. No, I get that. Those movies freaked me out at the time. Yeah. No, I I don't think I saw that in the theater, but um, definitely seen some creepy movies. And you actually had me watch The Fourth Kind because I was just like, what are you talking about? And then I was just hooked. And I watch it routinely. I love that movie. And... I still can't watch it by myself. Yeah. As much as I've tried. Mm -hmm. I want to. I've seen it a thousand times. Right, right. Why does it still freak me out? Some scenes in that movie (laughs) are terrifying. Yeah. You know? And, you know, if, if our listeners have never watched The Fourth Kind, please watch it if you like horror movies. Because it is a really well done Mm -hmm. scary movie. And they give, it's just that weird thing, like, they twist it to be, like, aliens. And that was my thing. Like, growing up, alien movies were the ones, and I'm not saying, like, the actual alien or aliens. That didn't freak me out. It's like the, again, based on true story, alien abductions. And the one that I can remember the most is Fire in the Sky when I was younger. That is our absolute favorite movie, Mm -hmm. guys. We actually met, um... Travis Walton um, and the actor that played um, Travis Walton in the movie was D.B. Sweeney. Sweeney. Yeah, we met him, too. And we had him sign the book, the original book that it was based off of. So it was it was an experience and uh, love that movie. And that's what scared me the most when I was younger were these alien abductions. I don't know why. But, well, because they put you on a freaking table and they give you an anal probe. Like, who wants that? Um, again, we just <laughs> talked about this whole thing with eyes. Like, yes. the thing that creeps me out and really makes my blood curdle um, with fear is when anybody gets any injury to eyes. Eyes and teeth and fingernails. Those are the, like, three, but eyes are the biggest one. And when they do that weird probe into his eye, I was like... No, that's closing my eyes. Please, God, don't ever let that happen to me. Um, yep. So, I mean, other than that, I really haven't had any personal experiences um, since we spoke last. And speaking of, like, sleep paralysis, has you know, I, I would love to hear feedback from our listeners, you know, if you've ever experienced sleep paralysis, because I have. And it is the most terrifying feeling in the world. You are helpless. And I think I talked about this on our Halloween episode, um, my sleep paralysis moment. But I've had several where, and and it's not because I've watched a scary movie right before I went to bed. You know, it'll happen at random times. Mm -hmm. And the last one that I can remember was um, I was laying in bed. I I was asleep. I was passed out. Something woke me up, middle of the night, a little sound, a little scratch. And I like to consider myself a pretty deep sleeper where nothing really wakes me up. Even my dog's barking. I hear it and then I fall back to sleep. Like, no big deal. Um, but some little tiny sound woke me up. And I think it's because it's a little tiny sound, right? Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And it wakes me up out of a sound sleep. And But when you're experiencing sleep paralysis, you wake up, but you cannot move. 
you're hyper aware of everything around you and it feels a lot more intense, like super intense, probably because you can't move, right? You can barely breathe. You can barely blink. That's what it feels like. And so I woke up in the middle of the night and this was, you know, a couple of years ago. I haven't, I haven't experienced this in a long time. Thank goodness. But and my eyeballs are going crazy looking around the room because I can't move my head and I can't move my body and I can't shift. It's like I am paralyzed in fear, but I don't know why. Okay. Everything is intense. Everything is loud. And there's a little shadow figure standing in the doorway. Okay. And I'm terrified. I'm horrified. I can't move. I can't do anything. Okay. So this little figure that looks like a, like a shadow of a little kid grows and becomes like a thousand feet tall still squished in my room okay <laughs> seven foot ceiling right you know? right kind of like you know like a slender man right squeezing itself into a room or something <laughs> and it's getting closer and closer to me and I can't do a damn thing and I'm hyperventilating and freaking out inside you know, you hear those stories of people waking up in the middle of surgery. Yep, I experienced that too, right? So it's kind of the same feeling. Like you've been put under anesthesia, but you've woken up out of it. And nobody knows that you're awake except for you. Nobody could hear you. If they're laying next to you, they have no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're trying to speak and you can't. And I'm like trying to, trying to muster out help, right? <laughs> it is just not happening, right? And this thing is like slowly creeping towards me and... Finally, I fall asleep. And it's like it incorporates itself into my dreams. Then I wake up and I don't remember what happened until, you know, a couple of hours later or a few days later. And then I think, oh, my God, where did that thing go? Did it go inside of me? Was it a demon? What happened? Why can't I remember? Does it not want me to remember? Was it an alien? Was I abducted by aliens? (laughs) Like, did they erase my memory? What happened, right? And then we go back to all of these movies that we've seen. And some of the explanations of people, you know, not being able to remember certain aspects or certain time. They lose time, right? Why did I fall asleep when I was so terrified? I wasn't asleep. I was awake. It wasn't a nightmare. It wasn't a dream. Right. Or was it? Was it a dream where I thought I was awake? Who knows? What is sleep paralysis? I don't want to look it up because then it's <laughs> going to happen to me again. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah, I've never experienced that. Um, yeah, I, I would say maybe it's the fact that I don't get scared easily, but or I, I don't know. My constant need to justify everything might be another reason why. But yeah, I don't. I won't say I can't say that I've ever experienced that. Um, I know when I so I'm epileptic, and when I was first diagnosed, um, it was oh gosh, thirty years ago, and um, that was still when the stigma was there that you know oh you know you you know you put your fingers in somebody's mouth so they don't swallow their tongue, and they were still like oh you know I know. When at first people were having seizures, they were like, oh, they're possessed by demons, you know. And uh, when I, of course, you don't realize when you're having a grand mal seizure that you're having it. So you kind of you lose the time. Um, And I couldn't imagine like experiencing that without a seizure, obviously, um, for a fear like that, like just completely losing time because it's dissociating like you can't you can't get it back. No idea what happened. So I like being abducted by aliens is what I'm assuming that that would be kind of like that. I don't know. I think I think the whole losing time thing when I was watching that alien in Miami thing, I actually did finish watching it the next day. Um, But one guy had been interviewed. He was at the mall and, you know, he explained what he saw. And I I encourage you guys, look it up. It's wild. It's wild. There were like hundreds of police cars that went to the mall. Apparently there were kids setting off fireworks in the mall. And the guy narrating it said, you know, oh, you know, what, what TV show showed us, you know, kids fire, you know, setting off fireworks in a mall and it was Stranger Things. And it was the same concept. The same concept. They were setting off fireworks to attack a demon or something or a demonic entity or a spirit from a different realm or whatever you want to call it, right? 
And so it was unreal. So why would there be so many cops called to a mall for some kids setting off fireworks? Didn't they justify it saying that they thought they were gunshots? Mm. So there was some sort of code yeah. that, that yeah, could have... I don't buy it. I, I get it. So the guy being interviewed said that so many of his friends asked him, why didn't you record these 10-foot, 12-foot shadow figures that you were seeing? And he said something like, guys, when you can't comprehend what you're looking at, you're in instant fear, flight or fight mode, yeah. right? So I wasn't thinking about taking my cell phone out and recording the moment. I was thinking run for my life mm -hmm. because that's all he thought of, right? He could not, his brain could not comprehend what he was looking at when he was looking at those shadow figures yeah. that kept fading in and out like they were a television, you know, with a bad signal is kind of how he explained it, you know. And I, I've i experienced something like that, not to that degree, though, in my home where I would see a shadow figure and it'd be walking towards me and then it would disappear but then when it would appear again, it would be closer to me. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it like, but you know, fuzzed out like static. Yeah. It was just disappear. And then, Oh look, now it's like five feet closer to me. Great. Yeah. You know, next thing it's going to be right in front of my face, <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't say things like that. So <laughs> I think in that respect, maybe part of the sleep paralysis or losing time is because we can't comprehend what we're looking at and our brain it's kind of malfunctions, you know, like, what am I seeing? What am I looking at? I don't, I don't understand this. Right. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Mm. Like I said, no idea. Never experienced that in that type of situation, but definitely I don't, I'm not asking to, to no. actually experience <laughs> that by the way. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm can't say that I have. Not willing to try. No, no, I, I, I do not. Uh, zero out of ten. <laughs> zero out of ten. I do not recommend at all um, experiencing sleep paralysis or that type of fear right. because you really are helpless. Mm -hmm. You really are. And we like to think that we will be in control in most situations, mm -hmm. right? But when you're experiencing that type of fear, even for something so silly as I think I just saw a shadow figure, mm -hmm. right? What could it have been? It could have been light headlights from a car driving by. Mm -hmm. It could have been a million things. And then you start to think about it, right? Well, I'm in my basement in the coal room. There's no car lights. Why are you in the coal room? Getting, you know, <laughs> if I have to put recycling down there or whatever, oh, yeah. then I'm on that side of the basement. And I hate going over there. I've always hated that side of the basement. It is creepy. Always, because in the coal room door, there looks to me like there's scratch marks. Freddy Krueger. I, I don't know what could have been in that room. I don't know if there's scratch marks because of the coal or the shoveling of the coal. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I want to know. <laughs> because also, I can't find any history about my home. Yeah, that's weird. Can't find any. We've gone to, you know, City Hall for records, the library, and apparently I'm the third owner of this home, built in 1920, and I can't really find much information about the first owner. The second owner, I kind of know a little bit because I bought the house from his son, who inherited it after his dad passed away, but I cannot find information about the first owner's. And so I, I do often wonder, you know, did somebody die in this house? Now, my mother-in-law passed away in this house. She was on hospice. That I know. Mm -hmm. Okay? Do I think that she's haunting this place? No. No. Um, but do I feel like there is something potentially sinister in this house, or there was, or there's a potential? Yeah, I do. But is it this house, or is it me? Mm, that's what you've always asked. Carrying it with me, yeah. or taking it with me from place to place, because ever since I can remember being little, I've experienced, I've had all of these experiences with the so-called supernatural, and I remember it very well. Yeah, being young in bed, and you know, having this figure on top of me in bed, just hovering there, looking at me, and then the next house, you know, my bedroom or the basement, and. 
it must be something that's either hereditary or follows families or something. Because my family, if you're listening, speak the heck up, okay? Because <laughs> y'all don't want to talk about it, but you all experience the same shit too. And you just ignore it and hope that it goes away, okay? But, you know, my mom confirmed it. Years and years later, I thought I was crazy. <laughs> years. My mom used to switch bedrooms with me and my sister all the time all the time in the one house that we lived in for the longest time. And we were always like, we would come home from school and, oh, your bedroom's over here now. <laughs> and then like three months later, oh, your bedroom's back where it was before. And we were like, what is wrong with you? You just like rearranging furniture or something? And I inherited that from my mom. Okay, rearranging. Mm -hmm. I have to rearrange things. I can't just let things sit the same way for a year. Um, but my mom, when I was in my, probably my late 20s, is when she finally, we were talking about supernatural stuff, and she finally admitted the reason that she switched bedrooms so much is because when my sister and I were at school and my mom was home by herself, if she wasn't at work, she would feel somebody laying in bed next to her, or she would feel somebody sitting next to her in bed, and the bed would actually have the dent of whatever was lying next to her. So her solution was to put her children in the danger room. <laughs> <laughs> Let them deal with it. <laughs> and she said that it worked. Temporarily. Temporarily. Mm -hmm. And so whenever it happened to her again, she would switch rooms again because she never heard us complaining about anything happening to us. We always complained about the basement. But we never complained. And, and I, honestly, I'd never felt anybody laying in bed next to me or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So my mom would rather have had her children terrified <laughs> with some thing laying or sitting in bed next to us than her isn't that lovely that's wonderful <laughs> wow but you know what that's so your mom mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. your mom and so once she finally told me that i was like you know number one why would you put your kids in that situation that's really shitty I'm like but number two why didn't you listen to us or believe us or me really because my sister never really talked about it mm -hmm. But why didn't you believe us when we said, oh, you know, we're scared to go down in the basement because we feel like there's somebody there or Freddy Krueger's down there because the boiler's down there. You have sheet. Please don't hang sheets down there. <laughs> you know, there's something standing behind it. And of course, you know, we loved watching horror movies even at that young of an age. So of she would course, blame that. Yeah. She would say, well, stop watching the scary movies. And but then she would be the one to say, hey, you guys want to watch Children of the Corn? <laughs> you know, I rented it from Blockbuster. <laughs> Yes, we did. <laughs> so, there we would sit watching Children of the Corn with my dad laying on the couch, my sister and I sitting on top of him. Well, at least you lived in the city, so there weren't that many cornfields around that would scare you if you drove by. True. When I saw it, we, I lived, well, we, we lived with my dad, and he lived in a pretty rural area, and there were cornfields everywhere. And oh. I remember driving somewhere. I think we were going to, like... J sub or Wawa or something like that to get subs and we had to go through all this corn fields and stuff and I was petrified I was like uh, you know oh my god Malachi is going to come get me <laughs> so yeah no I, I that was definitely a creepy movie to watch when you were young well imagine my horror when I first moved to Pennsylvania <laughs> okay cornfields everywhere yeah I was like oh my god if my car gets stuck or I get a flat tire or something. You're going to be Linda Hamilton. <laughs> something is going to suck me right into this cornfield and nobody will ever know. Yep. In a random church in the middle of the cornfield. What's this? Let's go investigate. But I mean, you know, going back to The Exorcist Believer, you know, it was a good movie. It was scary. Was it super scary enough to give me nightmares or make me, you know, feel some kind of way? I was spooked, sure, mm -hmm. but it wasn't that scary. Now, let's talk about a scary movie, and I'm not going to mention any details about it because Dee hasn't watched it yet, um, but my boyfriend and I watched the movie Smile on Netflix, and if anybody has seen this movie, please let us know your thoughts on it because that movie horrified me, horrified. My boyfriend jumped several times. <laughs> now, the only thing I will say is that I think a lot of the scare scenes were very predictable, but it didn't make them any less scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all in the way that they 
do scare you. You might be anticipating it, but what? What are you right. anticipating? Right. That movie freaked me out. And I want to watch it again. I do. But somebody has to be here two nights in a row with me. Because <laughs> I can't D. Oh, yes. Because... I cannot watch it again and then be home alone that night or the following night. Yeah. That's how scary that movie was to me. Mm -hmm. Some other people might be like, I saw it. It wasn't that bad. No. There was something about that movie. And I, I don't know if I told this story before, but when I had that eye surgery. Oh, and the creepy person just staring and yeah, smiling. Yeah. So I had an eye surgery. And I'm sorry if I... I said this story during our Halloween episode, but I think it's worth mentioning again if you didn't catch that one. But I have glaucoma and I've had several eye surgeries. One of my eye surgeries was really bad and I had to have a partial cornea transplant and uh, one of my tubes repositioned in my eye because it was damaging my cornea. So it was those two surgeries in one. It was a very long surgery. I mean, how long was that surgery? Oh, like three, three hours, four at hours? At least. Um, very long surgery. I was under for a long time. I was messed up. So I got home for recovery, and I was so drugged out of my mind on fentanyl. I was going to say the fentanyl pops. I remember yes. you telling me about that. Um, that I was, I was in and out of consciousness. So I recall laying on the couch... And um, my two friends were here, you know, they were sitting on the couch, the other side of the room, chit-chatting, and I was going in and out of consciousness. And I remember waking up, and they're sitting on recliners, I'm laying on the couch, kind of my head elevated because I couldn't have my head flat. Mm -hmm. And I would open my good eye in a haze, and I was... I saw this shadow figure pacing around the room, behind the recliners, behind my couch, just circling, circling the room, but just not, not complete circle, right? Just going from the edge of the couch, back around the couch to the edge of the recliners, back around behind the recliners to the edge of the couch, right? Just circling, kind of hunched over. It was a shadow figure. I didn't see any details or any specifics, but it was creepy, right? And then my friends went out back to go smoke and left me in there. Sounds about right. So this thing decides to sit on one of the recliners and then all I could see, it was a shadow figure, but all I could see is a mouth and it's smiling and pointing at me and smiling. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see full details. I didn't see eyes. I didn't see anything like that. It was just a smile, like a hollow smile with teeth. Oh, the gentleman. Yeah. Like the gentleman. And again, I'm, I'm like horrified. I'm drugged out of my mind. I can't move, right? Mm -hmm. And then it gets up and it starts pacing and it goes behind me. Now, I can't move. I don't know where this thing is. Is its face going to pop up in front of me? I don't know. So I'm panicking, but I'm falling asleep and I'm waking up. And then it's on the other side of the room just smiling and pointing at me. So then my friends come back in the room and I'm like, there's something in here sitting. And I had to talk really slow because it hurt my eye to talk or move my face at all. And, you know, I'm pointing at the recliner. And I said, and it's just smiling at me. So what do my friends do? Look at each other. Um, I'm scared. <laughs> and then they leave me again. Let's just go on the porch. She's asleep anyway. Oh my God. She's probably having a nightmare. And they left my ass in there, incapacitated with this thing. Again. Fucking pointing and smiling at me. And I mean, ultimately, it stopped pacing. It stopped. And you know what it made me think of? It made me think of the movie Insidious. Okay. Okay. So mm -hmm. like that type of thing. Yeah. You know, it was a person, mm -hmm. a being pointing and smiling at me. Mm -hmm. Why was it pointing and smiling at me? So when I watched this movie, Smile, mm -hmm. I, I, one of the reasons I didn't watch that movie is because it made me think of that mm -hmm. moment in time. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, let's watch this movie. I haven't seen a good scary movie in a long time. Mm -hmm. That was a good scary movie. Could be because of my experience. Possibly. That it was so horrifying to me. But what is it about a smile in a horror movie? It's that creep factor. That's what it is. Like all the teeth, this blank stare. And what are you smiling 
why the hell are you smiling yep. at me? Right. Like, what, what are you looking at? Like, are you looking at my soul? That's exactly What's how I'm going I on in your freaking head. Yeah. What is going to be your next move that's making you smile? Yeah. You know, and the whole pointing thing. It's like, um, what's that movie where they scream and point? It's an old movie and they've remade it a million times. Jeez. I... Body Snatchers. Okay. Yeah. Invasion of the Body Snatchers where they like open their mouths and scream and mm-hmm. point at the people that haven't been taken over. You know, you can kind of relate some of these things back to these older movies, right? right? And then, like, your brain goes wild. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, those were aliens, right? What was this? This was a demonic, this was a demon. Mm-hmm. What is this? This is another thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if you haven't watched Smile... I haven't. I highly recommend it, but I wouldn't advise watching it by yourself. That's that's my take on it. No. Well. I've owned it for years, never watched it, still sitting in my my movies to, to watch, and I'll get there. I'll watch it with you, but again, you're going to have to be here with me. <laughs> I'm going to have to sleep over. Yeah, you are. It's going to be a girl's night. I may need a little alcohol. No. No. No, because a little turns into a lot for me, so. And I don't want to fall asleep out here yeah, in the, on the porch. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. We're going to be watching this movie, and this one's going to fall asleep yeah. on me, making me watch it by myself. That's yeah. not happening. Let's not do that. I will hit your bad arm. <laughs> Please don't do that either. <laughs> Wake the hell up. Yeah. But no, um, no, when I first saw the previews for the movie, it reminded me of, okay, so I'm I'm a huge NEV art both huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the actual TV show, and, and the movie, but that wasn't scary. The TV show. We watched it from the day it started till the day it ended. And one episode called Hush. And the main scary demons, whatever, um, were these creepy, tall, skinny figures constantly smiling. And so when I saw that movie and I was like, oh, totally brought me back to that episode. And that was my favorite episode on that show. One of the best parts about that episode is you don't have to have watched the Buffy the Vampire Slayer series to watch this episode. So another one, if you want to look it up, Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV series with Sarah Michelle Gellar and the episode is called Hush. I think it was season four. I, I think I don't remember the season. So. It was a fantastically well done episode because nobody speaks through the entire episode. It's eerie. It's creepy. Um, there are funny parts. Funny parts to it for sure, uh, but definitely a good one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you see the previews for Smile, it does bring you back to that because yeah. those things are just <clears throat> floating in the air and smiling. Yep. Carrying a little box with their weird, creepy henchmen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I definitely, one of my, it is my favorite episode for that show. Yeah, so. for sure. Very creepy, very eerie, extremely well done. Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommend. Yeah. But, you know, if you you know, listeners, just let us know if you've seen any of these movies and how they may have impacted you. Um, did they scare you? Did they make you laugh? Did you have any experiences yourself that you could have related to some of these movies like me? Because I swear any horror movie, I can kind of freaking somehow relate to it. The only movies I will never relate to is being out in the ocean and dealing with sharks <laughs> because those movies are terrifying enough. I don't know why anybody would put themselves out there to get stranded in the ocean or something. No, I get it. And I mean, I, I love the ocean. I'm, I'm a definitely a water person but and i've experienced the sharks and the weird sea creatures that should not be floating around my feet and things stingray, like that right? yeah that was a stingray where um, was that again florida florida yeah well it was um bayside so not the miami side but um yeah no i, I sharks scare me but i'm not one of those people that are just going to go into the deeper parts of the ocean and swim intentionally with sharks. Nope. That's, I'm not, no, I'm not that crazy. But like, even just going into the ocean, are you not intentionally swimming with sharks? Because I you would, never know when they're going to come up. I get it, but stop. No, I, <laughs> there's always a chance. There's always a chance, but you know, you hope that 
somebody's watching out for you. Or jellyfish. Yeah, I've been stung by them whatever, when I was younger. Whatever, right? Yeah. Or the ultimate is going into, listen, I used to swim in lakes oh. all the time growing up. I loved it. My dad would take us to the lake. And it was so much fun. There, You couldn't pay me. If somebody offered me $2 million to go swimming in a lake now, I couldn't do it. What about three? No. <laughs> no amount of money? I couldn't do it. You can't see what's underneath you. Mm-hmm. There's a million things that are possible in those lakes. And what ruined that for me was the show Monsters Inside Me. <laughs> and if anybody ever saw that, I think it was only two or three seasons, but... That Monsters Inside Me is all about brain-eating amoeba and swimming in lakes and swimming in freaking creeks and shit like that. And where people get paralyzed and, you know, die or get encephalitis. I don't know. <laughs> I, there's no way. No. no way. I So favorite horror movie genre is Friday the 13th for me. And I love, 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 love all of those movies. Sorry, everybody, if you can hear the background noise, that's on my phone blowing up. So um, my ultimate, ultimate favorite heart series is Friday the 13th. And when I was younger, um, my dad routinely during the summer used to take me to a lake that we lived near, um, State Park, and we would go in there. And once I really got into those movies, that's when I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to drown like Jason (laughs) or towards like – middle of the series it was you know he was put back in there and i'm like he's gonna come drag me underneath you know so we eventually stopped going to the lake and not only because of my own fear but it just got overpopulated too but yeah no it was it definitely i can relate to the whole fear of lakes for sure Well, you have a different type of fear right like not only are they filthy and people peeing and pooping and dirty diapers and (sighs) who knows what else is in those lakes right Mm -hmm. and even walking on the sand you know like it's it's filthy right and i'm not a germaphobe okay i'm really not but the thought of even putting my toes into a lake gives me Anxiety. A massive anxiety. Yeah. Massive. I want to go. I want to go on a freaking rowboat. Mm-hmm. I want to go and kayak or something, right? right? But I don't want to touch the water. No, I get it. You know, can you do any of those things without touching the water? My luck, it'll flip. <laughs> and then I probably would have a heart attack. <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about drowning. You'd I'd have be the- floating <laughs> with my life vest having had a heart attack. Truth to that. You know, with braining in me, but trying to make them wear, make their way up my nose or in my ears or something. No, or through an open cut mm-hmm. or something. No freaking way. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I remember another, not horror movie, but creep movie was Alive. Alive. That was a good one. That instilled a fear of being on planes mm-hmm. and going over mountains. Yes. That was it. Like, don't. And then <clears throat> I of course, got over it as I got older because um, my dad moved to New Mexico. So the ridge of the Rockies comes all the way down, all the way up. And that was my fear. Like, okay, I'm flying in the winter. We're going to crash into one of the mountains and they're going to eat me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's just like, oh, I'm again. chubby. Yep. A irrational. Full of life-saving fat. Yep. Irrational <laughs> feel, fear. It's That's exactly it. And... So yeah, those those movies do they're very impressionable. Yeah. And they yeah. definitely carry some weight with They do. Now the real question is, and I think we can end our segment on this question, what scares you the most? Based on true story events like that, like the movie Alive, or supernatural horror movies and demonic entities? I I don't know. Are they two different sets of fears? Yes. Right? Is is one person more afraid of one than the other? I think so. I, I, I know I would probably say, again, still to this day, it's that whole abduction thing that gets me. So you are more afraid of an alien abduction than a plane crashing? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. And I think it's because I have this thought again justifying um that i'd survive 
a plane, a plane crash. crash. Okay. Because I'd be, yeah, for some reason I would be that one. You see, I'm not for plane crashes. I'm not one to be afraid of crashing into a mountain because I would hope that the plane would just explode and I would never feel it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'd it. be more afraid of crashing into the ocean. Yeah, with all the crust, uh-huh. the yeah. continental trips that I've been on, yeah. I've have that initial fear, like when we're first taking off, mm-hmm. because then I get final destination, final and- freaking destination, those movies, yeah. man, and I get you know I get that first fear when we're taking off, but once we hit you know thirty thousand feet, mm-hmm. then I'm good, even going over the Atlantic. Yeah, but then when you say thirty thousand feet, I think of the Twilight Zone with that thing on the uh, wing. Yeah, and I try not to think about that. There's a thing on the wing. (laughs) William Shatner said it best. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, it it comes back to, you know, yeah, I I don't – not that if I was abducted by aliens, they would – kill me i mean they might um they might cure your epilepsy yeah um but yeah no i i think that still is my irrational fear but here's the thing for me do i believe they're aliens or do i believe that they're demonic entities and i think for me it's the i don't think that they're aliens in the sense that we're talking about no i get it it's just that that fear you know Mm -hmm. the it's I'm not saying I don't disagree with you mm-hmm. because I it's not it's just that whole abduction thing like the unknown. Yeah. The unknown. Well, listeners, you know, I'm going to ask for some feedback here. Please give it to us. You know, what's what's your fear, you know, horror movies in general, um horror experiences, fear of flying, fear of the water, fear of the ocean. Let us know. Let us know because I sometimes feel like I'm nuts and like I am afraid of everything. But I know that I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone out there. You know, have you experienced sleep paralysis? You know, how how was your experience with that? Do you just not want to talk about it because it's probably going to happen again? You know, I think we can probably make that happen too. Mm-hmm. Um, but let us know your thoughts. It'd be great to hear some feedback on these topics so Definitely. that we don't think that we're alone over here. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us on this wonderful segment of fear and horror. <laughs> and until next time, I hope you have a good evening. See you then. Bye. Bye.